Welcome to Self-Care Hacks, the short podcast for overwhelmed and stressed out women who want to learn how to take better care of themselves. I'm your host, Anita Ojeda. I used to suffer from overwhelm and stress too, but I've learned how to take care of myself and take care of others. You can too. Thanks for joining us today. Do you need a hug? The school counselor asked with sympathy in her voice. No, I answered. Not right now. Maybe later after I've had time to think about it. At the moment she asked the question, my adrenaline hadn't stopped pumping from the lunchroom encounter with the vitriolic parent. I have no idea what set him off or why he came to the school and unleashed his vitriol on me. His child didn't attend any of my classes. The union rep saw what happened and advised me to file an assault charge. Later, after filling out a report for the school and declining to file a police report, I stopped shaking and took a step back to think about the situation. Maybe the parent suffered from a mental imbalance. Perhaps he had just lost his job or received bad news, and I was an incidental target. I knew in my heart that his accusations held no truth. After all, he knew nothing about me. I felt sad that a child had to live with a parent like that. My emotions felt a little raw, so I went in search of the school counselor. I could use a hug now, I told her. She embraced me and invited me to talk about it. She listened quietly while I recounted the story. She helped me identify my emotions, anger, fear, sadness, shock, hurt, and distress. Looking back at this incident, I realized that emotional health and mental health don't equal each other. Let me say that again. Emotional health and mental health are not the same. My mental health remained unaffected by the assault, but my emotions felt ravaged. Andrea Heron on WebMD defines the difference between mental and emotional health and their relationship this way. Mental health refers to your ability to process information. Emotional health, on the other hand, refers to your ability to express feelings which are based upon the information you have processed. So, in order to deal effectively with stress, both positive and negative, and take care of yourself, you need to set both mental and emotional health goals. The sooner, the better. First off, we'll tackle the signs indicating you may want to seek help for your mental health. Think of mental health as the filter through which you interpret events. If you have a clogged filter, you might struggle to interpret things. When our daughter had an undiagnosed mental illness, she either interpreted things one of two ways. For her, 90% of the input felt like an attack on her and her decisions. The other 10% of the time, everything seemed blithely simple. She bounced between, Why do you want to ruin my life? and I'm going to fly to Europe with no money. WebMD has a helpful list of symptoms of depression that includes fatigue, irritability, restlessness, lack of interest in activities that you normally enjoy, over or under eating, persistent sad, anxious, or empty feelings, feelings of guilt, worthlessness, and hopelessness, loss of hope, and feelings of pessimism, physical symptoms that won't go away even when treated, insomnia, or sleeping too much, suicidal thoughts, or suicide attempts. 
In teenagers, these symptoms may look different. I'll leave a link in the show notes to an article written by a teenager who suffers from depression. Bipolar disorder shares many of these same symptoms, but it has a few unique ones. If you'd like to know more about bipolar disorder, you can check out the show notes. Go to Anita Ojeda, that's A-N-I-T-A-O-J-E-D-A dot com slash S-C-H-0-1-0 for the show notes for this episode. Never feel ashamed and never shame someone who has a mental health problem for seeking help with your mental health. People don't get embarrassed to visit a doctor for diabetes. Improving your mental health will improve your physical health and vice versa. Find a licensed therapist, psychologist, or psychiatrist. I don't suggest visiting a clergy member unless he or she also has a counseling license through an accredited school or university, which includes hundreds and hundreds of hours of clinical practice as an intern. You wouldn't take your car to the hairdresser to get fixed. You'd take it to a licensed mechanic. Knowing whether or not you need to work on your emotional health seems a little trickier. With the exception of a six-month period after my husband recovered from cancer, I've enjoyed good mental health, but I struggle with emotional health. It sounds weird, I know. I didn't grow up naming my emotions. No one taught me that humans have a variety of emotions, none of them negative or positive. They just happen. In fact, I grew up just a little afraid of my emotions, especially the personal ones such as loneliness, guilt, inadequacy, shame, fear, and anger. You may want to consider setting goals to improve your emotional health if you find yourself in one of these situations. You overreact to situations, especially if you repeatedly overreact to the same situation. You alienate friends and family by angry outbursts. You realize you have no idea why you reacted the way you did. You cripple yourself with negative self-talk or you use unhealthy tactics to deal with emotions, such as sugar, alcohol, carbs, food, drugs, prescription medicine. Rather than acknowledge my deep fear of Pedro's possible death during his cancer, I soothe myself with food, lots of it. Instead of acknowledging my fear of failure, I chose to listen to crippling negative self-talk. You get the picture. When we set emotional health goals, we give ourselves space and time to ponder the way we react to life. Improving our reactions and sense of calm will help us make better decisions, improve our relationships with others, and break through the barricades that prevent us from finding success. So here are four hacks to help you improve your emotional health. Hack number one, determine your why. Write down why you want to improve your emotional health. Knowing why helps us understand ourselves better and gives us a great place to start our journey. Hack number two, decide when. Figure out when you'll work on it. A journal in the evening, a morning self-awareness check. If you don't nail down the time, then you probably won't do it. Schedule it into your day every day. Hack number three, Write a vision statement. Pick a specific situation that occurs regularly that you'd like to change and write a future tense scenario. When my kids ask me what's for supper, 
I patiently remind them to look at the menu on the refrigerator. I smile and ask about their day. When you write it in the future, it helps you see yourself doing that actual thing rather than doing what you regularly do, lose your temper, or react in a negative way. Hack number four, read your vision statement every day. Accomplishing goals requires us to keep them at the forefront of our minds. Read your why statement weekly and your vision statement daily. Don't forget, we all have areas or domains in our life that could use improvement. But knowing we need to improve and actually improving requires that we learn to set goals. The first domain that we explored last month had to do with relationships. This month, I'm going to address emotional goals. Don't worry, this series won't exhort you to act all touchy-feely and woo-woo. You may have grown up in a family of origin where no one talked about emotions or labeled some emotions as negative and others as positive. This series will help you learn how to set emotional growth goals to help you improve both your mental health and your relationships. Sometime this week, make sure that you sit down and determine your why, decide your when, write a vision statement, and read your vision statement every day. Those four steps will help prepare you for improving your emotional health. Come back next week for specific self-care hacks to help you get in touch with your emotions. Take care of yourselves, my friends. You are worth it. You can find me at anitaojeda.com or check out the show notes for links to my social media accounts. If you enjoyed this podcast, take the time to tell a friend. Together we can build each other up and teach each other how to take better care of ourselves. I'll see you here next Tuesday with more self-care hacks to help you overcome the overwhelm.